Welcome to another edition of our Summit Point series, the Behavioral Health Authority in Calhoun County, Michigan. We check in regularly, and really, we have been acquainting ourselves with a number of different programs. And if you've been following these episodes, you begin to get a sense for the countless ways, it seems, that Summit Point is helping the Calhoun County and Battle Creek community with some of the challenges that uh, are faced out there. And this is uh, no exception. We're talking with Melissa today. She is a wraparound clinician. That means overseeing the wraparound program at Summit Point. And we're going to find out what that's all about right now. Hi, Melissa. What's the goal of the wraparound program if you were to just summarize it? Oh, that's a great question, Richard. The goal is to help families effectively advocate for themselves and utilize community systems that are available in our community to help stabilize them. Wraparound uses a multi-systemic viewpoint that helps coordinate and connect families to resources and services needed to keep the families together. And the program encourages everyone to work together and do their own part to help change dynamics needed to help the children and family move forward towards successes. Okay. That gives us just a sense that um, we're talking about a family that might be in crisis then in one way or another. Can you talk about some of the scenarios that they might be facing? Sure. When people get referred to wraparound, it's never for one specific need. It varies from family to family. So what I do with one family is never the same from what I may do when working with a second family. But some of the common scenarios that have come up for instance, has been truancy. We get a lot of referrals for truant-related matters. Mm -hmm. Uh, So with that, wraparound would come in and help coordinate meetings to address educational needs, which may include advocacy for IEP meetings, assistance requesting or developing a 504 plan. We also look at some of the other factors that might be impacting attendance at school. So we might work on stabilizing things in the family's homes, so that the children and the family can really take time to focus on the education. It's really hard to focus on education if you're not sure if you're going to have the same place to sleep at night, Mm. or if you're worried about what you're going to wear at school or how to get to school. So we, we look at the viewpoint and many factors that are involved that end up impacting the truancy issues. And then we help families connect with the resources in our community that will help with either parenting needs, housing needs, or any other barriers that is impacting the school's success. Another issue, we've seen a lot of families get referred that seem to have crisis fatigue. The families have been living in perpetual crisis, and they're just burnt out. They're tired and they start to feel hopeless. They feel like we've had so many services come through. Nothing's going to help our family. They don't understand. And that's when Wraparound will come in and really support and advocate for those families. We really need to focus on building their natural and their systemic support systems so that the crisis can be more manageable for the families And then also, so they receive support to navigate through the process. They may be told, oh, yep, use this resource, it will help you. But when you're burnt out and you're having trouble focusing, it might be too much and too overwhelming to go somewhere to get a computer and apply for these different programs to help. 
there's been situations where I've just brought my own laptop to their house, sat down and said, okay, let's do it together. And mm. we've just worked on it one-on-one. Boy, that's incredible and and completely understandable. And I would imagine, for example, we just stick with the truancy example for a second. When you hear that, that a young person is chronically truant, that must say to you, and I'm just presuming, correct me if I'm wrong, but that must say to you, there's other things going on there. There's something that is uh, distracting from the learning. Of course. Yeah. Anytime you have these issues that come up, I've never seen it be because of a child. It's about things that are happening and they're too overwhelmed to figure out how to respond to it. So it's really coming in and looking at the bigger picture instead of scolding the child and scolding the parent and putting more pressure on them. It's really Mm -hmm. looking at the bigger picture to figure out how to support them so they feel they can be successful. Yeah, that makes all kinds of sense. And some of us who are removed from these kinds of situations might hear about a truant kid and and uh, have a preconceived notion that this is a troublemaker or something or or uh, just doesn't want to be there. And it really is not about that, is it? As you said, it's it's not generally the child. No, not at all. The families want the children there. The children want to be there, but there are so many other things going on in their life that really just attending school is the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. And so we really have to work on everything else that people aren't seeing so that we can help them be successful as well. Yeah. You alluded a little bit to, for example, a homelessness issue, or maybe the child might not know if they're going to eat soon, that sort of thing. These things all impact that incredibly, don't they? Oh, of course. It's really hard if they haven't got a good night's sleep because they don't have a mattress or they're sharing a bed with a bunch of siblings because they're staying in a motel. I mean, the families are doing everything they can for their kids, but circumstances happen and they just need that extra support to get Mm -hmm. things stable enough so that they can focus on other issues such as school. I was uh, participating in a, in a meeting recently, and uh, one of the other participants is someone who helps people understand how to manage finances, and he threw out a, a statistic, and I'm going to paraphrase this because uh, the statistic was fairly high. 70 to 80% of Americans are living check to check. So if you think about that, there's one unexpected big ticket item that is needed and then everything gets thrown off and you can imagine so listening to you talk about this made me think of that and the notion that uh, if this kind of thing happened to someone in that situation they could end up in a situation that you're exactly describing and then suddenly there's all these other peripheral things that happen like truancy and and these uh, other things that uh, that you end up having to address in a in a wraparound kind of situation. I would presume that makes sense to you that and you've probably seen that. It just happened to a family yesterday. Oh, how about <laughs> I, that? I yeah. got the phone call um after hours same situation something happened and they lost their money and and now it's impacting housing and bills and finances. And it's really hard to focus on other things when you have that barrier that comes up. Absolutely. Well, uh, Melissa, let's turn this around now and talk about uh, how you've seen this program lead to successes. Are there success stories you can think of? 
There have been some wonderful success stories over the years, some from some of my families, some from my colleagues that we've shared with each other. Out of all the wonderful successes over the years, the first that comes to mind for me was a youth that I met when he dropped out of school. Hmm. And I came in because he had tried to harm himself. He didn't want to live anymore. Oh, my. And um, he, he didn't want services. He didn't want therapists. He ended up participating and working with me. And it's amazing because through working with the wraparound program and the resources that we put in place, that same kiddo ended up getting a GED. He got a job, which he's worked at for years, and he was eventually able to buy his own house and had a family. Yeah. And, you know, I've been close with them for years, but every every couple of years, I end up getting a phone call and an update just to let us know successes that this particular person has made along the way. And it's success stories like that, that when they follow up and give us calls to let us know how things that we've done impacted them later in life, it just makes it all worth it. Well, it's not the first time that I've heard a story like that from uh, someone at some point, and my response is as follows. You saved that person's life. End of story. It's that simple. That person, and this is a more clear case of it. I talked with someone else. I think it was the veterans program. We were talking about uh, someone who was in a similar situation, although was dealing with a health crisis. You saved that person's life. This person, obviously, you you did. So, Man, what a tremendous impact that must have uh, on you as well as uh, your colleagues who are doing this work and, and the organization in general. So hats off to you on that. Well, thank you. I, I do give a lot of credit to the families, though, because we can't do it without them putting the effort in. So it's really them taking the resources we hand and running with it. Mm-hmm. Have you, I'm sure you have, encountered some folks who've said, no, I, I don't, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about the resources. I can't do another minute of this. And when you hear that, that must really be deflating in a way. But how do you handle that? How do you respond to that? You know what? I try to meet them where the families are. Mm -hmm. If they're not ready for that, then let's talk just on what you are ready for or what what minor little thing we could work on that would make your day just a little bit better. And then you just build from there. And in that way, you're building some trust with them. You're building a rapport with them. Tomorrow, they might be ready to take another step or next week. Yep. And based on the relationship you build with the families, they they start feeling like maybe they can do it and they're ready to take that next step. Mm-hmm. And we just take one step at a time. We don't think about the big picture. And a year later, we look back and we'll review what we've covered and the families will say, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I can't believe how much we've done over the last year. And, and a lot of times they don't necessarily recognize it right away because we just focus just one step at a time. Just mm. today, let's just do that and we'll work on these other things tomorrow. Yeah. You know, one step at a time and the next thing you know, you've done things that you thought you'd never be able to accomplish. One step at a time, and next thing you know, you've walked a mile. That's pretty good. Well, it is uh, incredible and testimony to the notion that uh, most of us just need some support and encouragement and maybe a little help taking that step. 
Well, uh, congratulations to you and uh, all of the uh, great work that you're doing and uh, the wraparound program successes. I presume that most of the time when you become acquainted with a family, it's as a result of Summit Point having been acquainted with an individual in that family through some other program. Is that true? Some of our referrals come through the truancy officer, the schools, through the court, through DHS. Uh But I've actually had quite a few families who might have been initially referred to us. And then they've realized, you know what, I'm having a setback and I feel like I need the help again. And they've called themselves. I've received plenty of phone calls from a family saying, hey, Melissa, we were doing quite well. We have a setback and I think we're at the point we need your help again. And I say, great. We fill out a referral together and we get the supports back in place for them. So a lot of times it might be a system that has put the service in place, but then I see that families really find a value on it and they'll seek the service again themselves if a new need arises. And there's always more information on what we talk about with Summit Point in the show notes for this episode. So just scroll on down and check that out and click through. Of course, uh, first step is uh, the first step you could take. If you need help in Calhoun County, just go to First Step or call them and they can uh, start the process of connecting you with uh, the right resources, whether it's the wraparound program and Melissa and her colleagues or some other program, they're ready to help you. Melissa, thank you for this. And uh, these conversations are always uh, uplifting and you're no exception. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Richard.